line, golf line. Calling on the golf line for your swing, for your swing. Golf line, golf line. Got you calling on the golf line with Jay Larson. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Golf Line Podcast with Jay Larson. I am your host, the son of Lar, Jay Larson. What is up, everybody? Uh, First of all, big thanks to all of our listeners uh, that have been tuning in, who's spreading the word on social media, sharing clips on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you're sharing uh, the talk. Um, and thank you for everyone who's called in. As always, the the number is one eight three three my golf line. You know, when you get to the numbers eight three three M Y G O L F L. Then you can stop, I think. I don't really know. But you guys are smart enough. I don't really need to explain this. Um, we've got a solo ep today, you know? We did the first solo ep early on. Everyone liked it. We're going to mix it up from time to time. Sometimes there's a guest, a celebrity. Sometimes there isn't. Otherwise, you got me. I'm a celebrity. At least that's what people tell me sometimes. Um, I wanted to, uh, you know, I used to, everyone does a golf trip, I'm sure. I don't do them as much. I wish I did. I'm not the guy. I wish I was. I need to be more active in my life. Okay, guys? I'm going to admit that to you. And I used to, when I was in college and just after college, we would do this trip, me and my buddies, up to Canada. We'd go up to, like, all the way. My buddy's grandmother lived in Callis. My buddy's grandmother lived in Callis, Maine. And we would go up there and then go over the border into Canada. And there were some great courses up there. And we'd play and we'd go out. And I don't do that much anymore. You know, I'm trying to. I want to go do. There's a lot. We have a caller on this episode that asks about golf trips. So I'm going to wait for that. But um, I wanted to share this one story. So we go out, right? And the first night we stay in Callis, Maine at my buddy's grandmother's house, right? And then the next day we're going to go out in Callis that night. And then the next day we're going to go to Canada, golf, spend the night in Canada, golf, spend the night in Canada, golf, come home, right? So we go up. We're staying in my buddy's grandma's house. Now, Callis. Callis, Maine is this tiny little town all by itself. And my buddy's grandmother lives all by herself in this house that's like on a little bit of land. Like she's got a blueberry bush. Okay, that's all you need to know. There's a blueberry bush. And uh, she's a pretty chill lady. You know, she's a pretty chill lady. So we get up there. We meet her. And then we're like, oh, we're going to go out and get some stuff. She's like, okay, I'm going to bed. We'll see you boys in the morning. We're like, all right. We go out to this place called Big Bad Buds. It's me and my buddy Rye, his dad, and his sister's boyfriend at the time. We go out to Big Bad Buds. I don't know what we're drinking back in the day. Maybe rum and Cokes. Maybe vodka crayons. When you're in college, you're drinking and drinks. That's what you're doing. You're drinking and drinks. Something and, something and, something and. And you don't give a shit what it is, right? You could be vodka and rum and gin and tequila. You don't care. Long Island iced tea, sure. Shot of Jack, sure. You know what I mean? I'm not doing shots of Jack now. Maybe I'll sip one. But I'm probably sipping something nicer. Something nicer. Um, so anyway, we're doing this, we're drinking and we're stupid. We're 23 years old and there's a pool table, right? Not a full reg, but a decent pool table and people are playing and me and my buddy Rye, we start playing and neither of us are that good, but we got that, you know, that, that booze buzz where all of a sudden you're like, am I good at pool? And you're like, I think I'm really good at pool. Like you're sinking shots, shots you'd never make 
You know what I mean? You know the ones where you kiss the side of it and it just goes in the side pocket? Those shots. We're making those shots. Like, we're not good at pool, but we're not caring. People are buying us drinks. We don't really care. We're having fun. We're yelling. We're screaming. People are having a blast. And my buddy's dad is like the sweetest guy, super nice. Not a guy who's like giving you booze in high school because he's actually a gentleman, but like the kind of guy that's like, oh, you guys are old enough now. Let's go out. I remember having a good time. Let's let's get loose, right? We got loose. Anyway, we win seven games in a row to the point where like there are guys waiting to play us because we already beat them and they want another chance. And I'm going over and I'm like, oh, you want another chance? And then I'm grabbing their drink and just pounding. I'm like, go get us another round. But we were getting away with it because we were having fun and we were winning. It's the same on the golf course. Guys are going to get away with things on the golf course if you're fun or you're good. And if you're both, get out of here, bro. That's what Lawson is. Fun and good. Anyway, we're going. We're going. They give last call. We, we do last call. Then they're like getting everybody out of there. And the bouncer was this, this big woman. She was tall and muscular and, and big. She must have been 6'2", right? And she was like wearing like camo pants and like a black hooded sweatshirt. And she's like, all right, guys, we got to get out of here. And we're joking around with her. And she's like, it's time to get out of here. And I just go up, give her the biggest hug and a kiss on the cheek. I'm like, we're not going anywhere, baby. And everyone else is like, we're not going anywhere. And then she puts me in a headlock and drags me out. And my buddy's dying. His dad's dying. Anyway, we get back to the house. And uh, let me tell you something about me. Okay? Nothing is living in my stomach. Nothing. Especially not a lot of booze. And I start throwing up. And when I throw up, I get it all out. I'm, I am yakking so loud. I wake up his grandmother. She comes out. Is everything okay? Is everything okay? And my buddy's dad's like, oh, yeah, one of the guys is just sick. You know, Jay's a little sick. And she's like, oh, okay. They're bringing me trash bags. My buddy's sister's boyfriend's, like, taking care of me. He's older than us by, like, four years. He's laughing. He thinks it's hilarious. Wake up the next day, come down to breakfast. My buddy's dad's like, how you feeling today, Jay? And I'm like, I could use some breakfast. And he's like, you got it. Makes up a breakfast. So I'm the last one down, of course, because I had a tough night. They're all up getting dressed, and I'm eating breakfast. And it's just me and my buddy's grandmother, right? And she lives up in Callis, Maine alone. So I'm sitting at the table. She's across from me, and there's a big bay window next to us that looks out to, like, hummingbirds and the blueberry bushes and rocks and whatever fields and i'm just sitting there and she i don't know if you've ever been around someone like this but she is comfortable just staring at me we don't need to talk we don't need to communicate she is very content with the fact that i am sitting across from her and she's just staring at me just looking like this not saying a word smiling watching me like eat And I'm just, you know, I can't not talk. Ever since I was a kid, I just, I am going to talk nonstop. It's my default. If I'm uncomfortable, I talk. If I'm comfortable, I talk. I talk. So I'm just looking at her, and I'm just kind of like looking outside. And I was like, uh, just, it's nice, you know, the hummingbirds, huh? And she just looks out, and she's like, hmm. Shakes her head up and down, stares at me. I'm talking a solid eight minutes of her just staring. Not a word. Just a, some head nods, some looks out. 
And uh, I finish up my breakfast and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go upstairs and get dressed. And she's like, all right. And I go upstairs and I go, dude, what are you doing? Leave me with your grandmother down there. I go, what do you mean? I go, she's just staring at me. And he's dying and his dad's dying. They're like, hey, man, that's Callis, Maine, baby. And then we went out and we played the Canadian Open. And I'm pretty sure I won. I think I won the Canadian Open. That's what we call it every year. I loved it. Which, by the way, why is the Canadian Open not the fifth major? You know what I mean? Let's get it in the books, baby. Um this is going to be a fun episode. We got a lot of great calls uh, that we're going to comment on. We got a couple calls we're going to reach out and get on the phone with some of you. Again, one eight three three my golf line. That's our pod. That's the number. Call in. Um, so our fir- first of all, let me just say this again to anyone who's called in. Thank you for anyone who's thinking about calling in, but like I don't know if it's going to be funny. Don't worry about it. Not all of them are going to make the air. That's just they're not all going to make it on because sometimes we don't have time. Sometimes we lose some. Sometimes the audio, whatever it is. Sometimes it's not great, but uh, we're going to try to, you know, and I appreciate you guys being vulnerable and sharing your stories, you know what I mean, uh, and just calling in and asking for advice. This one's coming to us, and I love that we're getting calls from all over the place. This one's coming from Pittsburgh. Let's play it. Jay, my name is Alex. Uh, I don't have an official handicap. Uh, I'm not that good yet, but, uh, man, I'm calling to ask this. Winter is approaching I live in the northern United States. Uh, what are your tips, tricks? What do you do to make sure you don't lose the game during the winter? seems like every single season there's three, four weeks uh, that I, like, lose during the winter where I just have to get it back. I have to get back to rhythm. I have to get back to swing. So how do you stay loose during the winter? How do you practice during the winter? Hey, much love from Pittsburgh to Austin, where you are. We have to deal with the cold. Hopefully talk to RGC and you soon, Jay. All right, Alex. First of all, I appreciate you, buddy. Second of all, I'm in Los Angeles. Third of all, I grew up in Massachusetts, so I know the deal. Um, Fourth of all, get a handicap, bro. What are we doing? If you don't have a handicap, you're not striving towards anything. You're just playing the game. And I get it. We're casual about the game, but you want to know what you're playing towards. Golf is the only thing where you can still feel competitive because you keep an index. So go get a handicap. That's the first thing. Second thing, this is going to come down to a lot of factors. One, do you have a garage? You got a garage? You live in Pittsburgh. Of course you do. Is How high is the ceiling? Can you swing a golf club in there? Can you get a net in there? Do you have enough money for a simulator? Because here's the deal. If you got the cash, build a simulator. It's just as easy as that. If you got the cash, build it. Do you have a farm? Put it in the barn. I don't know what your financial situation is. Now, do I think most people have enough money to build a simulator? No. No, I don't even have enough money to get like a putting green in my living room. But that's something you should do. Because it's not just about the swing tempo. And it's not something just about, like, what it feels like to hit an iron, okay? Putting is going to be huge. You just don't have the – you got to – first, you got to make the time. So I'm sure there's an indoor facility somewhere. It's it's 2022. There's one somewhere. There's going to be some place that calls themselves, like, a, a virtual country club, and you can go swing clubs. Find it. Go there. Treat it like you're going to the range, you know? I would also – talking about trips – have a winter golf trip planned, You know, you're in Pittsburgh. You can get down to South Carolina or Florida in the middle of winter. You know what I mean? Shoot down there. Also, I don't know if you've heard of global warming, but it's happening. You can probably golf all the way till November now, you know, Uh, November. And then by February, you're out there again. So it's really only like two months. 
Um, I would get out there as much as you can before and then build in a schedule. Find some like membership to an indoor golf place. Get a putting green in your office. Put a little area where you can chip in the garage and then plan a trip. Plan two trips. You know what I mean? What's a flight from Pittsburgh to, let's say, Tennessee? I bet not a lot. Go golf in Tennessee for a weekend and then later in like, you know, in late January, early February, go down to Florida. You know, I'm sure you got if you're if you're married, get your wife to start golfing. That's my solution. And you know what? Just know that it's like riding a bike. You know, you're not going to really lose that much. But if you don't have a handicap, you don't have an index to know what you're working towards. What are we really doing, Alex? You know what I mean? Appreciate the call, buddy. Uh, Next one. You know, a lot of people out there. I've never hit a hole in one. And I know that there's not a lot of people that have hit hole in ones. But uh, this is a hole in one story. It's a great, a great message, and uh, I'm I'm excited to share it with you guys. Can we play that, JoJo? Hey Jay, how's it going? Uh, my name is Ben. I actually just saw the post on Eric's Instagram about calling this hotline, and I have a, a crazy cool golf story for you from this weekend. Um, I'm 22 years old. I'm playing off probably about a 12 handicap. I don't track it super closely. Um, I play TaylorMade M4 irons and I have a Cobra driver. Um, anyways, this past weekend, well, actually to back up, um, earlier this year, my father passed away after a battle with cancer. Um, and this past Saturday, August 13th, would have been his 58th birthday. So it was, you know, his first birthday without him here. He was uh, a big golfer, taught me how to golf, loved playing together. It was something that we really shared and enjoyed. So in honor of his birthday, I went out golfing with one of my best friends. Um, Sixth hole, 153 yards, I hit a nine iron and made my first hole in one um, on my dad's birthday. Um, just about the coolest moment of my life. I can't even believe it. It couldn't have happened on a more special day. It was at the golf course where I basically learned how to golf. It, I consider it my home course. I'm a member that I just, I just play there all the time um, with my best friend on my dad's first birthday since he had passed away. So, uh, I mean... How rad is that? I was going to like call. I'm like, I cannot. I can't. I'm going to break down crying if I was talking to Ben. Um, First of all, 12 handicap. I love it. 153 nine iron. So Ben's 22. His dad was 49 when he passed. That's, oh, man. I'm 40. I'll be 47 in February. And I think like 49, man, that's young. That's really young. That must have been tough, buddy. I really appreciate you calling and sharing that with us. Uh, You know, in comedy, if you get in a room of comedians, nothing is off the table, you know, and I've found that making humor about sad moments really helps heal. I don't want to dive too much into like, you know, taking advantage of that here, but like 49 is young. That had to be tough for you at 22 years old. My dad bounced when I was super young and he died. I didn't see my dad. I saw my father one time from the age of 10 to 36 and then never saw him after that. And had two phone calls with him in between that time and some emails. But when I got the call that he died, I was bawling my eyes out. So I can't imagine what it was like for you. And how fucking rad, bro. On his birthday, 153.9 iron. By the way, nice 9 iron. Was it downhill? I'd like to know that. You know what I mean? Because I'm a 155 with an 8 iron. So that eight, that 153 would have been an 8 iron for me. And I would have put it back in my stance just a touch. Just to get a little more behind it. And uh, 
you know, there's something great about golf that connects us to people. I have a buddy who I used to golf with a lot, and his dad died young and kind of tragically. And after that, he wouldn't golf anymore. He hasn't golfed since. I ask him all the time. He's like, nope, will not do it. And uh, I love that you kind of took the other route. You know what I mean? You're like, no, nah, I'm going to celebrate my dad. I'm going to go out there. Because I honestly believe, and I, you know, I don't want to be too cheesy, but I do believe that once someone passes, for me, they're close to me. They're always around me. And uh, I think that's, I bet that dude was laughing his ass off wherever heaven, atmosphere, wherever he is uh, at the fact that you got a hole in one. I wonder if, uh, did he ever have a hole in one? Um, I really appreciate you sharing. That's the kind of story I'm talking about, guys, where it's okay to be vulnerable. I'll be vulnerable with you too. You know, uh, golf kind of allows that. You know what I mean? Golf is like, we all get romantic about golf and (laughs) we can get emotional about golf. Um, And I really appreciate you sharing that, Ben. Cheers to your dad, man. Cheers to your dad. I hope you hit a hole in one. I think it's great. You better golf every birthday for him. I hope you do. And I hope, uh, well, if you hit a hole in one every time on his birthday, I at some point I'll get resentful of you and be like, all right, fucking, we get it. It's enough with your dad. Okay? It's enough with your dad and your hole in ones. But uh, until then, man, enjoy it. I appreciate you, man. Um, We're going to take a call for this next one. Uh. This I just heard this message. I'm gonna play you the message, and then then we're gonna get him get this guy on the phone because I just it was hilarious to me as soon as I heard it. I'm like I have got to talk to this clown. Uh, can we play this message? It comes to us from San Diego. That means whale's vagina. Hey Jay, uh, my name is Mike. Uh, I'm a 15 handicap uh, out of uh, San Diego. I actually saw you at the uh, comedy store in La Jolla. Um, earlier this year, which was awesome. Um, Anyway, what I really wanted to do was potentially discuss uh, or or have you all discuss the kind of unwritten rules of playing golf with your buddies, right? So uh, everybody might have some kind of different variations of it and everything. For me, I think it's pretty basic. You get a mulligan on the front, you get a mulligan on the back, right? Um, And then, you know, breakfast ball, if you're not coming off the range, maybe something like that. Um, a couple of my buddies play like shotgunning a beer. If anybody gets a birdie in the group, uh, stuff like that, I think is always cool and, and always fun. Adds a little wrinkle to the game. Get out with the buddies, have a good time. So uh, give me a call back if you want. Okay, first, you, th- th- this is what I want to know, Mike, and this is why I want to call Mike. Who is taking a mully on the front, a mully on the back, and a breakfast ball? Who's a 15 handicap? So are you really an 18, or are you? Are you starting at three under, bro? Are you starting at three under and then you're adding your 15 on top? Um, And whoever said these were unwritten rules? You know what unwritten rules of golf are? Unwritten rules of golf are don't stand on the tee box of the group in front of you. If they're teeing off and you're there, you stay to the side. Don't stand on their tee box. I don't care if they're hitting from the whites and you're standing by the tips. No, off the tee box. That's an unwritten rule. An unwritten rule is, um, you know, Guy who putts out first, grab the flag from the ground. You're in charge of the flag. Those are some unwritten rules. But an unwritten rule isn't, you, you, do you shotgun a beer when someone gets a birdie? How rare are birdies in your group, bro, that you're shotgunning beer? You know what? I don't want to even say anymore. Let's just get Mike on the phone. Let's get Mike on the phone and chat it up. Hello? Yo, Mikey, unwritten rules of golf. <laughs> How's it going, Jay? 
What's up, man? You're on the golf line, brother. Uh, where are you? Uh, I'm located in, uh, in San Diego. I saw you at the uh, comedy store earlier this year. It was awesome. I know. I love your style. Tell tell everybody how good I was. Go ahead. Oh, Jay, he's the best. He's the best live, absolute murderer. You got to go out and see a live show. There you go. I love your style. Um, I know you're in San Diego. Where do you live? PB, OB, we talking LaJola, you in uh, North Park. Where do you live? I lived in PB for, for about nine years. So uh, I lived in the zoo with the animals and then uh, uh, migrated eventually uh, bought a place in East County, so I moved my way a little bit east of La Jolla. Listen, do you know how I know that you used to live in PB? How's that? Because you think it's an unwritten rule to get a mully aside, bro. <laughs> what about a breakfast right. ball, too? I'm talking Jay. Listen, hey, listen if, if, if you go on a little bender in PB and you show up 10 minutes before your tea time, you can't get in a full range sesh. Listen, first of all, I love how quickly you turn into PB Mike after I just bring one thing up. It's rain sesh. You go go bender and Pete. First of all, no one's not going out in PB and going to have a tough rain sesh the next day. I'll always give a breakfast ball, especially if someone doesn't get a good rain session, uh, range session in. But listen, don't tell me you're a 15 handicap. And you're automatically taking a mully on the front, a mully on the back, and a breakfast ball. Those are your – what is your true handicap? And how are you even keeping a true handicap when you're taking three strokes for the round, brother? Well, I mean, you know, Jay, there's a lot that goes into that. You know what I mean? It's it's not that I'm, uh, you know, taking mullies and, and, you know, hitting them into the duck pond and – and then taking a mulligan off that, you know, right off the tee on a par three or something like that. Hey, you take your medicine at that point, right? I'm talking, you hit a goofy one, right? Just, you know, duff one off the tee, top one. And so you've been kind of striping them all day and everything like that. It's like, ah, fuck. You know, like I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit better than that, you think, right? Just pop it back on there, rip it again. Um, but again, hey, if I'm playing A for money, if you're doing that, uh, not for money, you're a scumbag. And B, I do keep, that is my true handicap, and I'm doing it and stuff like that. That's what I'll, that's what I'll card. But then on the actual app, I scored how I should score it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Does it sound like um, I'm spinning it enough, Jay? Is that enough of a spin zone? <laughs> if I, I had to all. guess right now, I'd, if I had to guess, I'd say you're in sales. Uh, very close. Yes. What do you do? Uh, I work in a basically software sales support. <laughs> yeah, sales support. So you tell everyone else how to sell. Listen, bro. Yeah. Don't you think we all know when we're out there playing, when we hit a ball the way we're not supposed to hit it? We're like, God damn it. I know I'm supposed to hit it differently than that. But that's what golf is. You can't be like, all right, listen, I'll give you a breakfast ball. I'll even, I don't take mulligans. Unless I'm out there with buddies and I'm like, I don't care. I'm taking them like if and at that point I just stop keeping score. You know, I'm just like, I'm not going to keep score. I'm just going to play because my game is shit that game. But it's mm-hmm. very rare. But I definitely you you were saying on your message that you thought it was an unwritten rule that if someone had a birdie, you had a shotgun a beer, bro. I mean, that doesn't nothing sounds more PB than that. I mean, that's again, when you're playing with your buddies, right? So playing with your buddies, I feel like rules are a little bit different. And um you know, I mean, one 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 scenario that I want to bring up to you, sir. Okay, I mean, again, as 
a non-mulligan guy and everything like that. What about playing the ball as it lies? Where are you on that? Yes. Because there's a lot of golfers that I Dude, play why with don't you just ask me? Why don't you just ask me and say, Jay, off. how do you feel about teeing it up in the middle of the fairway? Jay, you cool if we just tee it up <laughs> in the middle of the fairway? What the hell are you talking about? Play it as it lies. What do you do? You do preferred lies? I mean, if you're playing winter rules because it's soaked or it's gross, I think it sucks. I think in the PGA Tour, if they land in a divot, they should be able to roll it out of the divot. But that's not the rules. I play it that way when I'm with friends. I'm like, if it's in the divot, I play it. If I'm with someone who's like, get it out of there, I just don't like to. I just like to keep to the what it is. I mean, can you give me an example of when you think you don't have to play it where it lies? Yeah, that would have been my example, honestly, that I was thinking about. I know Justin Thomas. Of course, Thomas, it would have I, been, Mikey. No, earlier this year, I remember Justin Thomas. He had one where it was blatantly in um, an unrepaired, uh, you know, divot. And I don't know who even does that. Is that a caddy thing on the tour, or is that like do the grounds crew run out there with those little like canopic jars full of uh, full of sand, or what's going on with that? Uh, I don't even know. I don't know, but I don't know who. I don't know who you think you are coming on here and saying panopic, Okay. I don't know what it means, and I'm going to guess that 72% of the listeners don't know what panopic. What is that, small? No, no, canopic jars. It was uh, it was what the uh, Egyptians used to hold all of the uh, rulers, like, uh, intestines in and stuff like that when they would, like, rip them out after they all died, the emperors. It was a deep cut. It was a third-grade cut. It's not a deep cut. Who is – who's taking – Who's shotgunning beers when their buddy birdies and then drops canopic jars in casual conversation, Mikey? You're just – you're a dichotomy. You are a complicated person. And listen, maybe you were out at Moondoggies. You know what I mean? Maybe you were out at Moondoggies the night before and now you're having trouble. What are some of your other unwritten rules that you think should just be in the zeitgeist? Um. Okay, so uh, like gimme putts, right? Where does mm-hmm. that start for you? You you're a putted out guy. I mean, if you're going no mullies, you're you're a putted out guy. First of all, I love don't don't talk down on me. Like putting it out is a bad thing. I'm but, not really hey, putting. I think like you're a gentleman. I think inside the leather, inside the leather is like what a gimme is. But I usually like to keep it to like, you know, like a foot and a half or whatever it is. Or there are times when I'm with my buddies and I'm like, if they say it's good, I don't put it. I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna pick it up. I'm just gonna let it go. I'm like. Boom. But if my if I'm like having a really good round and I'm putting things out, then I'm not going to get into a place where like a little five footer, I'm going to give it to myself. I'm like, no, I got to make that. I want to like see what this score is going to be. You know, what do you, you yeah. what do you think is a, a acceptable gimme like eight foot? I mean, it, it, if I can see the hole. You know, that's that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's lights yeah, up. I mean, and you're no, a 15 handicap. I mean, you have to have some standards. <laughs> No, 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 I'm saying uh, I usually, you know, I play kind of whatever the the group wants to play. I mean, the obviously the two big ones are if it's inside. You're if you're doing gimme putts, right? You're either okay, it's it's inside of the putter length, or it's inside of, of like you said the grip, right? It's inside the leather. Um, I normally go inside the grip. That's kind of where where I'll go uh, again. But I'm big on hey, if the group wants to play from the whites, I'll play from the whites. If you want to play from the blues, I'll play from the blues. I'll probably not want to play from the tips, and if I will, I'm going to drink a lot more beers. Uh, so that's probably not great for anybody. So um, yeah, I mean, I'll play. I'll pretty much do whatever the group wants to do, but I prefer inside the group. Okay, you see, this is 
this is what I, one, don't trust about you, and two, love you for all at the same time, is that you tried to compare playing the Blues of the Whites versus 10-foot gimmies. You're like, listen, if this guy wants to give me 10-foot gimme, I'll take it. You know, if he wants to play the Blues, I'll play the Blues. You, The only time, if you play the Blues and then you're out there with an old dude and you just want everyone to play together, you're like, yeah, we'll play the Whites. That's fine. But the gimmies, I mean, you first of all, you can do whatever you want. I think the most important thing is people have fun, which is also the great thing about golf is you can play with a guy who's slamming a 12-pack around and taking 10-foot gimmies, and you're eating a granola bar and a tuna sandwich you brought on your own, and you're not you're making every putt. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I actually uh, played with a Mormon uh, a couple weeks ago, Jay, and it's the first time I've ever was in the clubhouse. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I guess maybe they were low on carts or something that day. But as I'm getting checked in, the guy checked in kind of before me, like two people before me or whatever. And the guy running the pro shop says, hey, is anybody else at 303? I can get you guys in the same car. And, of course, it's the only time in my life I feel like that's ever happened where just two random people, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you'll get matched up in the same car. Uh, and then the first thing I do on whole three is like, you want to joint? And the guy was like, I don't smoke. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, I'm ordering, Hey, do you want anything from a car girl? Yeah. You know, get me a, get me a diet Coke, you know, or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, around, uh, whole 16, he, he was like, Oh yeah. You know, I'm going to the temple tomorrow. I'm doing, yeah, X, Y, Z, you know, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think before the pandemic, they used to pair people up in carts all the time. Then during the pandemic, we all got so used to just driving your own cart. Now that they want to pair you, you're like, what? I'm not riding with someone else. Although I'll tell you, I was with buddies uh, playing golf one time and we got carts, right? And there were three of us. So my two buddies went in a cart and then I was solo in a cart. And then there was a solo guy walking. And my buddy's like, hey, do you want to ask that guy if he wants to ride with you? And I go, no. And they go, why not? I go, because he's walking. And they go, yeah, but why don't you offer? I go, because I mean, no. That's not no. I don't want him to ride with me. I don't want he to ride the with opportunity. Dude, I don't know. He had the opportunity in the huh? clubhouse to say he, that guy had the opportunity yeah. in the clubhouse to say yes, I want to ride or no, I want to walk. I mean, you know, totally. He's, I mean, walkers, yep. as you can tell, uh, obviously by by the way this is going, Jay. Uh, I'm not a walker. Uh, I'm not. I don't even the push no, parts bro. and everything. No. Um, I'm cooler on the side. Which you know might have snuck in. Uh, you know, I always take care of the, the park staff and everything, though. But uh, I'm yeah, sure you do, Mikey. Not not a not a walker. Um, can I uh, can I bring up just one more to you? One or two more? You got you one more thing, away. Mike. You got one okay. more thing. All right, all right. Hey, Jay, I really appreciate it, buddy. I really appreciate it. Um, so, do you, do you believe in curses in golf at all? Like. Like a plague? Yeah, okay. So um, I play this course. <laughs> it's, I moved out, moved out to East County. Right? There's one one little course kind of five minutes from my house, Jay, right? So after mm-hmm. Friday afternoons, go over, drive, and play it. Um, back in May, I, and I play probably about once a week, once or twice a week. Back in May, uh, on a tee shot, I hit a duck that was in this pond. And the duck was fine. I, I went over. It was it was flapping around, kind of messed up for a minute. But then it was fine. It flew away. Everything's good, right? Now, uh-huh. every single time I play that hole, I hit a ball in the water. And I've, I'm not really like that. Like, I I mean, I have a head case, but not really like that, you know? It doesn't normally come mm-hmm. out in that way. Uh, and <laughs> the, 
the messed up part about it is that not only is it a par four, which I hit the duck on, uh, it has a par three that comes back over the pond. And now probably about 50% of the time I go in the pond when I used to never go in it at all. So this thing is now a ball magnet after I hit duck. So I think I'm you don't think it's like duck. the you don't think it's like this the seven stone IPAs you put back or the sculpins you were like ripping on the car ride over there. See, normally that improves my game. That's the thing about it. <laughs> so that's what does uh, it. I don't like one plus two is not equal to three in, in my brain, Jack. Listen, I don't think it's a curse. I think maybe you're in your head about it, and you you know you killed that duck because I know it probably looked like it flew away, but it probably died in the woods somewhere. Which you know, whatever, uh, some coyote ate it. Um, I think it's just maybe more of a head game, to be honest with you. But um, either way, where are you from? Philly or Jersey? <laughs> Delaware, Philly. Uh, Delco, Philly. Yeah, you're from. Oh my God, you are. Of course, I could hear it in your voice. Like over, I went over there. That's how they talk in Philly. They went over there, and I don't really do accents. Uh, Mikey, I love you, man. I think you're great. Next time I'm down there, let's go play. Yeah, hey, absolutely, Jay. Let's get out to Tory or just get out to a dirtbag municipal and, uh, yeah, drink a bunch of beer. Listen, I'm not going to waste my time playing some dirtbag muni with some dirtbag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's my natural <laughs> habitat, though. It sure is. You, you and the duck you kill, bro. <laughs> Listen, man, I appreciate you, bro. Thanks for calling in, man, and uh, spread the word about the podcast, man. You're a great guy. I appreciate you. God damn it, Mikey. Uh, you know, he probably killed that duck, and he's probably going to be cursed forever. But uh, I just love a guy who's – a guy. that guy's willing to roll with it. He's going to roll with it. Hey, if I play the blues, I play the blues. If I play the whites, I play the whites. Hey, 20 foot, give me out right. I'll take it. Uh, and what we're going to take right now is a little break. Okay. So um, let's get back to the voicemails. Uh, this one is coming from the Midwest about golf trips. Let's play it. Hey, my name is Zane Taylor. I'm a, I don't know, probably a 13 handicap from southern Ohio. Play kind of a mixed bag. I have a newer driver, Callaway Maverick, but then I think I'm playing like a 1990 set of Titleist DCIs and then just a random putter I found. My question to you guys, being from Southern Ohio, there's uh, there's some pretty good golf around here, but in in your experience, what are some of the best Midwestern courses that I should uh, put on put on my own list? All right, first of all, let me just say this. Zane, your name is Zane. Zane Taylor, okay? That's a you're a mixed bag, bro. You're a mixed bag. I don't know any I've never met a Zane in my life. Okay, I don't I've never heard of a Zane. I want to know what that is. Is it short for something? I don't know. I'm guessing you're in Ohio. Maybe it's German Zane. I don't know. Um, And first of all, you're playing a mixed bag and then you found a putter. I'd love to know where you found that one, buddy. Did you find on the course and you zipped in your bag? That's something Mike would do, Zane, not you. I think I've talked about that before, Zane. Like to know where you found it. You find it in like a, a, a like a yard sale. You're like, oh, geez, this is like a Scotty Cameron that no one knows about for eight bucks. But you said found, so something shady about it. Golf trips. Here's the deal. You know, I mentioned the Canada trip. I mentioned I need to take more trips. If I want to go on a trip, right? I want to play iconic course. It doesn't mean they all have to be iconic. I think ideally, what you want to do 
is you want to head out on a Thursday. You want to play 18 on Friday or 36 on Friday, 36 on Saturday, and maybe 18 on Sunday. And then get out of there. If you're driving, if you're flying, maybe switch it up. It depends on how much time you have. But, like, you want to get it in. You know what I mean? You don't want to be – and I love that you and your brother do this because the guy, my buddy's dad, who I said I went to Canada with, he and his brother go every year to Toronto for a trip, and they go and they watch a Red Sox-Blue Jays game, and they go and listen to jazz. That's what they do. Once a year, they go to the same places. Everybody knows them. Like, oh, the Boston guys are here. So I love that you and your brother are doing that. I think, like – um I mean, how far is Wisconsin from Ohio? You might be able to hit Whistling Straits. You know what I mean? And I've heard there's like three really great courses around there. Uh, you could probably make it out to – I mean, Arizona is probably far from Ohio. I honestly – I don't have a map in front of me. You know, especially if you're talking winter, I would head down to Hilton Head or I would go down to Florida. Like if I were you – I what things I always want to know is – if there's been a U.S. Open there, right? Like, I don't care if they had a Honda Classic there, right? But if they had a U.S. Open there or if they had, like, a Ryder Cup there, that's where I want to go. Go to those courses. Go see an I- iconic – look up, like, iconic U.S. Opens and then go play that course and see what's around it. Chances are, you know, there's going to be other nice courses around it because they're just – that's just kind of the way it goes. You know, that you go up to Pebble – and there's Spanish Bay and Spyglass. You know, you go down to Torrey. Uh, I don't really know what else is down by Torrey, but there's it's San Diego. There's a lot of good golf courses. So uh, if I were you, I would do that. Do that Hilton Head or and just like Google Epic. You know, it's it's not like it's not 2022, Zane. I know your name is from the future, but for now, you could just you know Google it or ask around. I guess it's, you know what, Zane? I do appreciate that, man. I like the old school nature that you're coming with. Ask someone else. Anyone can look it up online. I would, you know, wait, that's the beauty of like golfing with strangers is you can be like, hey, have you done a golf trip if you're thinking about it? So, and uh, if anyone has recommendations of a trip that they went on, check it out. I know Bandon Dunes is like a destination one. If you're talking about driving, you know, you might want something a little more local. Appreciate the call, Zane. Uh, We've got another call here concerning me being known as the golf guy. What the fuck does that mean? Let's play it. Hey, this is Graham calling from uh, Toronto, Canada. Um, my handicap's about 11. I'm uh, playing for TaylorMade Woods. I got the Mizuno, Iron's in the bag, the Bulkies, and, and obviously the Spider Putter as well. Um, I guess my question for you that, I, that I'd love to hear about is, is kind of if you want to be recognized as the golf guy and that's i guess my question with that is related to if you're recognized as the golf guy and then you go golfing with your friends and you absolutely suck you kind of look like a loser because you go up there everyone thinks you're sick and then you go and you shoot like a 105 or if you don't want to be the golf guy on the other side of things where we're kind of you sneakily go in there and you shoot a 75 um ultimately you want to be yourself ultimately you want to be the golf guy because if who plays golf just one type of golf all the time but it's kind of a core consideration that you should have um, when talking about golf with friends, coworkers, family, or even like your girlfriend's dad. Um, so he's telling me I have to. I don't have to have any consideration, Graham. Okay. First of all, I love if you want to know if someone's he's an eleven, but he's better than eleven. You know why? He said I got the Vokies in there. That's a sign. If you're betting with Graham, if any of you are buddies with them, and he's telling you he's an eleven, he's not. He's like an eight. All right. Um, first of all, 
I do a lot of work in sports as far as like a writer, director, producer, and a lot in golf over the last couple of years. You know, I directed uh, James Davis road tripping show for golf pass and I ran the writer's room and directed all the sketches for the Connor Moore show. I've done a commercial for Callaway and now I'm doing this with a uh, random golf club. So I'm definitely in golf. I'm never concerned about now listen i'm getting older i haven't golfed in a while because of my achilles but like i'm never concerned with not being able to hold my own i don't think anyone's ever i'm never going to ask anyone to expect that i know a ton about golf because i don't you know what i mean like i don't i don't know who is where in the world rankings i know some of the guys but like some dudes i'm like who's this cat and then i'll check them out i don't tune in for thursday through sunday i don't um, I don't know every course. I don't, I don't know everything about golf. I'm not definitely not the golf guy. Um, and I don't feel any pressure when I do go and golf. Cause I know that I'm going to be decent. And unless I'm playing in a scramble, I always, you always want to play well if you're playing in a tournament, but I never really worry about it. Um, I tell you what I'm more worried about is being the funny guy. You know what it's like having to be the funny guy and you show I'm now, I, I also am very confident it's about my comedy. But, like, when you're in groups, sometimes you don't want to turn it on. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be places. It's worse than when you get – I went and did this thing for this radio show in L.A. where I had to play with one of the DJs against a DJ with another one, with another person. And, like, they expected me to be funny the whole time. And I'm like, do you want me to be good at golf or do you want me to be funny? Because at the time, I'm like, when I golf – there. listen, there are comedians that turn it off and there's comedians that don't. I definitely do. I don't always want to be funny. I'll throw it in when it's there, but I don't go looking for it. If it shows up, it shows up. So I don't think like an, an electrician. Now, an elect- <laughs> I bet actually an electrician, if you're at a dinner party and someone's like, hey, I have this socket that isn't working. You know, every electrician or a carpenter, you know, I have a friend who's an architect. And anytime I'm around him, all I want to do is talk about architecture. And I'm like, do you hate this? And he's like, nah, it's all right. I'm like, okay, cool. So, no, nah, I never worry about being the golf guy. And I don't worry about being the comedy guy. I, just, I think all of us, if you just be you and uh, you have limitations about like, you know, you're going to have off days. You got to be vulnerable. You're not always going to be good. Um, but I appreciate that call, Graham. Um, and you're concerned for me, brother. You're concerned for me. And my ex-father-in-law, who's one of the greatest human beings that I've ever known in my life, he doesn't even golf. Like if he got that guy got to play Pebble Beach one time through a work trip and he played it in sneakers. And I almost was like, I just don't know if I'll ever talk to him again. But you know what I had to do? I had to step back and be like, Jay, he's not a golfer. You know what I mean? Uh, that's our episode, you guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember, Rate, review, subscribe, all of that helps. Share with friends on social media. Uh, text text your buddy. After you listen to this right now, text a link to three friends that you golf with, please. And be like, you got to subscribe to this. Let's get out there. Let's build awareness for the show. I want to thank all of our callers and all of our guests. And um, remember, one eight three three my golf line is the number. Call in. Call in. That's why we're here. That's how the show is going to exist. Appreciate you all. Look forward to uh, getting back out there with you again next week. Appreciate you guys. Never please. Golf line, golf line. Calling on the golf line. For your swing, for your swing. Golf line, golf line. Got you calling on.